Christine Bentley in studio with Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. It certainly is. It is RRSP season. It certainly is. And it can be a touch overwhelming for a lot of people with the pressure to think about saving for retirement while dealing with the day-to-day costs of simply living and enjoying life and paying off Christmas, Mm -hmm. I would think. Um, But RSPs are not just for retirement. Who knew? I did not know that. I did not know the various things that you could use them for. But uh, Delista Cruz, the vice president and head of wealth management at Meridian Credit Union, is bringing in J.P. Mahana, who is a senior wealth advisor, to discuss this. And they do have some very useful tips on how to use your RRSP to achieve your goals. Film critic Ann Brody will tell us what to watch and avoid at the movies and on TV this weekend. And travel expert Candace Sampson from lifeinpleasantville.com We'll be here to discuss the islands of Tahiti, all 118 of them. No, I'm kidding. She didn't see them all. Uh, And two words you never thought you'd hear when you hear Tahiti, budget and families. You're absolutely right. Tahiti always sounded to me like a very expensive, exotic, romantic, once in a lifetime. Okay. Looking to get a little spring cleaning done early, radio personality and influencer Taylor Kay is going to tell us about the Diabetes Canada declutter program. And decluttering is a hot topic right now. Mary condoing has become a verb. Marie condo, yeah, Marie condoing. I'm condoing my place. I'm condoing, Marie. Yes, Yes, that's right. Okay. Naturopathic doctor and hormone expert, Dr. Andrea Campatelli, is going to discuss digestive health, National Poop Day, and how to tell what's normal and what's not. And closing out the show in our live studio sessions today, we have singer-songwriter Gabriella Geneva performing You Were Right. Always. No. (laughs) Anyway, stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. It's all at What She Said Talk. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Meridian's three-year Escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. The new year has arrived and so has RRSP season. This time of year can be overwhelming for many consumers with the pressure to think about saving for retirement while dealing with the day-to-day costs of simply living and enjoying life. But RRSPs are not just for retirement. Who knew? Mm. Who knew? 
Joining us now to discuss this is Dillis DeCruz, the Vice President and Head of Wealth Management at Meridian Credit Union, and J.P. Mahana, Senior Wealth Advisor. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. So an RSP is a great way to save for retirement and help reduce your tax bill, but you both say there's some other really useful things you can use your RSP to help achieve your goals with, right? That's right. You know, we all agree that saving for your retirement is a good idea. And if you've already started putting money aside for retirement, then you're definitely on track. Most Canadians use their RSP simply for retirement, but there are other strategies, some unique strategies that you could use to help meet other goals and personal goals, such as borrowing money from your RSP to purchase your first home, or perhaps even going back to school, or a specialized training program. Uh, And lastly, you can use RSPs to even reduce your income taxes if you're retired. If you're 65 and older, you can convert your RSP into a pension income stream and convert up to 50% of that uh, to your spouse. But there are definitely other strategies, and those are the top three, and I'd love to get into each one uh, a little bit more detail with you. You know, you know, it's interesting, though. I just had this conversation with my daughter. She wants to learn more about money. She's 18, <clears throat> and she says, Mom, should I be investing in an RRSP? And what's the difference between an RRSP and an RESP? Right? I'm saying it really slowly because otherwise we just as bankers, you know, ramble it off. But um, And JP's going to talk about this. She's 18, and she said, should, should I be planning for retirement? And I said, well, it's not so much retirement, but an RRSP because she started working and she has a part-time job, I said, can be used for other things. So if down the road you want to buy a house um, or you want to go back to school, these are all sorts of things you want to look at. So you're going to talk about some of the things. So, you know, I think the whole retirement savings plan can be used for all ages. um, And and that way, people, you know, at a really young age and millennials and, and kids coming out of school may not be thinking about retirement, but if they know that they can use that to buy a house, then why not start now? Well, retirement, I think, has become a, a sort of almost a dirty word now. I mean, yeah, I, I right. should be retired and I'm never going to retire. Yeah, so yeah. it's sort of the idea of sitting on a porch and doing nothing. Yeah. And they're thinking, uh, that's not me. That's so far away. Yeah. I think really if we think about retirement as, no, no, you're just going to put a pot of money away for someday. Yeah. for something, yeah. whether it be... You're absolutely right, too. And and it's more about uh, life planning now. Yes. And and what are your goals? And it is, the whole thing is moving away from retirement because everybody has short, medium, and long-term goals, whether it's down-the-road retirement, whether it's uh, getting married, buying a house, um, going back to school, having a baby. So it's more about life planning, and I totally agree with you, and, and I try and stay away from the whole retirement. Yeah. But you're using RRSPs as the way to save, right? I know, but, but it's they, not about retirement. But when they planning. ask you the Absolutely. question, it's like, forget retirement. Yeah. You're too young. Yeah. But yeah. so let's start on something that might interest them. Uh, JP, which is buying a house. Yeah. Yes. You know, I took advantage of one of the plans. It's called the Home Buyers Plan. It's mm-hmm. been around since mm-hmm. the early 1990s. Over 3 million Canadians have taken advantage of this to draw money out of their RSP to put down towards a down payment. I live in the Durham area. If you look at what the average cost of a home is, it's between six hundred and seven hundred thousand dollars. If you're looking at a down payment, that's about thirty-five thousand to fifty thousand that you would need. Mm-hmm. If you look at an RESP, when I work with young members in my practice, we try to set short-term goals, and one of those goals is setting aside some money for that down payment. Mm-hmm. If you started with just a small contribution of say four hundred dollars per month, earning say four percent within five years, that's over twenty-seven thousand dollars that you can pull out and put towards that down payment. And then what happens? You put the money down. Can you then go back and put that money back in again? 
Yeah, so. Is it sort of like uh, TFSA, where if you pull it out, you have... You actually have to put it back mm-hmm. in. What do you have, 20 years? It's 15 years. 15 years. You have 15 years. Normally, when you the amount that you pull out, you have one-fifteenth of that amount. So if you use 25000 as an example, one-fifteenth, you'd have to put back about $1,666 each year uh, until the 15 years is up. So it's a great way. Keep in mind, it's an interest-free, tax-free loan that mm-hmm. you're pulling out. If you decide to pull out an RSP, for example, 25000 and you were not a first-time home buyer, there's what they call withholding taxes. It'd be up to 30% withheld at source. So think about $7,500 off the top of that 25000 leaving you with about 17500 Now, if you want to go back to school, I mean, yes. obviously this is a good way, it's a good strategy for younger or mm-hmm. older individuals, mm-hmm. but is it right, I'm always asking about spouses and common law partners, that they can help you fund your education? If you Absolutely. Use. Really? So yeah. you can use your spouse's RSP to help fund your education? Yeah, I find now there's there's a lot of young professionals who are already established in their careers and they're looking to go back to school to improve mm-hmm. their professional standing or maybe even choose a completely different career path. So one way to fund the education, you can pull up to $10,000 per calendar year for two years. So that's 20000 that you can use for your own education towards tuition, books, or perhaps even your spouse or common-law partner. So it's another advantage, uh, another key feature for RSPs that you can use. And when does that have to be paid back? That They give you up to 10 years. So it's 10% of whatever the amount you take out. So you have to put back 10% per year for 10 years. So if you do the full 20000 it's $2,000 per year. And then there's strategy number three, splitting your income with your spouse after the age of 65. Yes. I have a lot of retired couples, 65 and older, and the first question they always ask is, how do I reduce my income taxes? So if you do convert your RSP into a RIF, a registered retirement income fund, the money that you pull out of the RIF, it's considered pension income. It's 100% taxable. So if you reach the age of 65 or older, you can move over up to 50% of your RIF payment into your spouse if one spouse is the higher income earner or has the higher income tax or they're in the larger marginal tax rate. So the money would have gone in at a high rate and will come out at a lower rate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are retired and you're receiving other sources of income, for example, a RIF payment, old age security, Canada Pension Plan, maybe an employer-sponsored pension plan, those sources of income add up very quickly. So if you're looking at one spouse collecting, let's say, $80,000 from those four sources, and the second spouse is only collecting old age security and Canada Pension Plan, maybe they're only collecting 20000 think of your RIF as a way to move up to 50% to reduce your income tax and help save on taxes. Is there something people come in to, to either one of you, come in and they sit down and they're talking about advice, and, and you just... You just, I can't believe that they're not doing this. The most basic things that people miss. You're nodding your head, JP. Yeah, it's a complex business. You know, there's a lot of things out there. When I started out in this industry over 20 years ago, we'd had to go to a bookstore to read on retirement strategies. Today, with all the information that we can Google search, I still find a lot of Canadian consumers, they're not educated. And what we try to do is just kind of raise their working knowledge, again, help them save on taxes, but really plan for the retirement. Mm-hmm. And I think, and this is not our RSP, but... RESPs, right? The government is giving you free money mm-hmm. up to five hundred dollars a year if you can if you max out on that contribution for your kids. So take advantage of that. That's free money. Um, definitely, some, a lot of people aren't taking advantage of it to the extent they can. So, and they're not taking advantage of TFSAs either. Right, right. 
So this is why you need to see a planner because as much as um, we're in the industry, I have a planner. It's one of these guys. Well, not one of the two. <laughs> but um, they, they actually advise me because I, I, I don't even know all the things to do because when you're sitting there, it can be um, – Overwhelming. Acronyms alone are overwhelming. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the business and I'm the first to say it's overwhelming and I don't know all the nuances because I don't do it day to day. JP does. So I need the advice just as much. So I encourage everybody to go in and see someone. Okay. And how do they connect with everybody? Yeah, so www.meridiancu.ca. Check us out. Uh, if you want to check out JP, you can actually go in there and key in his name and we have a whole slew of advisors. Uh, find somebody in your location. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So thank you so much. J.P. Mahana. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Great and name. Crows. Thank, thank you. you. Two great names. <laughs> what She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Are you looking to declutter your home? Well, joining us now is Taylor Kay. She's a radio personality and influencer, and he's here today to tell us about the Diabetes Canada Declutter Program. Welcome back to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me, guys. So it's been crazy because everyone's been stuck in the house. My children are driving me crazy, and we've been watching Netflix. And and you've been Marie Kondoing. Have you? Actually, no, you haven't, because I saw you say, whatever. Like, I, this is not happening at my house. I can't Marie Kondo. And I, is that a verb then? I think it is now. I can't Marie Kondo. So if if you have not watched Marie Kondo, she has a show called Tidy Up on Netflix. She has book. bestseller books. Mm-hmm. And she's a lovely woman that is trying to bring this minimalism uh decluttering. Yeah. Only have things that spark joy. Yeah. You have to ask if things spark joy. You have to thank clothes. You you dump your clothes in the middle of your room, which I do when I declutter. Yeah. But you're supposed to thank your clothes if you don't like them. And no, I can't do that. I do like to tidy up. I did watch 10 minutes and said, oh, this is like meditating. This is going to drive me crazy. (laughs) It seems to be 50-50. I think we're all in line with you. We're both in line with you, Taylor. But other people are going, oh, my God, this changed my life. I'm like, and everything. And you're seeing piles of stuff. It's not that I don't want to declutter. I just think everybody has to do it their own way. Right. So I might not think of it in terms of finding joy. Right, it, but it's I like might think joy. of it as this means something to me. Well, I think it about stays. I think about people, and I'm not a psychologist, but people that um, have mental health issues that are have attachment to clothes, right, or mm-hmm. hoarders, right, because mm-hmm. they give things. But I think we all have attached. Uh, listen, I'm attached I, to a lot of. Clothes. I attach myself to clothes that every time I go to the closet. And I go and I think, I love that. And I go to pull it out. And then for some reason, I don't wear it. There's something. It looks great on me. Right. Everybody well, else likes it. We wear it. 25% of our stuff 75% of the time. Yeah. Right. 
I, this is the blue. I always wear the same blue because and same top just because I know, okay, that's that's my going out top. That will look good. Yeah. That will look good on yeah. me. And you've got stuff and it looks fine or good or whatever. I have or... different sizes areas oh, in yeah, my me wardrobe. Too. <laughs> I have the, wow, I look amazing, verging up to the, oh my God, I need to, you know, well, I do ha- something I, about yeah. the way I look. Stop. I, Stop. I am also becoming lazy and want comfortable clothes. So I have things that are fabulous, but I have to wear a different bra and I have to wear pantyhose and I have to wear right. heels and I have to wear, and my hair has to be a certain way and it's just too much work. Do you have, do you, I have a section in my closet and I'm going to be embarrassed. It's my double spank section yeah. where I have to double spanks it up to even get into yeah. these clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you don't wear them. No, and they stay there. And so with this whole Marie Kondo tidying up, sparking joy, epic that's going on, that's going online, social media, there are clothing people are donating so much clothing and items and and there's organizations that are getting bombarded which is great because they're like mm-hmm. thank you thank you Marie Kondo mm-hmm. and I've teamed up with Diabetes Canada I've been uh, I've I love Diabetes Canada. I've been a volunteer do, yes. yeah, for years. And I love their clothing donation program. Because I didn't know they had one. They ha- yeah, so it's it's really simple. So you just visit their website. It's declutter.diabetes.ca. And they come and pick up your clutter for free. You schedule a free pickup. Because how many times have you filled your clothes in a, in a bag, you put it in the trunk of your car, and then it sits there? It's declutter. .diabetes.ca. So um, we'll put up links to it as well. Well, I am very proud that I have just decluttered because I got new floors. So everything had to come out of every closet. Exactly. And there it was in the middle of my floor. And I said, you know, this does not bring me joy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you actually said that. No, no, I didn't. I said, this means nothing to me. This is going down into my, into my, you know, whatever. Uh, Where, what did they, what does Diabetes Canada do with the donations? So their donations, they those donations help, the donations help to keep items out of the landfill. So right. you think about how many pounds mm-hmm. of textiles would go into landfill and, and small household items. And their donations, or well, your donations, help fund research to help end diabetes. There are 11 million Canadians with diabetes and pre-diabetes. That's one in three people. So what do they do? Sell them? So yeah, and then they 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 do okay. sell their the the clothing the clothing and items, and then they use that those funds okay. for research. So it's which being is recycled to somebody else. It's getting recycled to someone else. It also they have uh, camps that you can help support with Diabetes Canada. So those funds also help children go to camps that can't afford to go to the to, to the Diabetes Canada uh, camp. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful program, and it all you have to do is declutter. Put it on your porch. You can mark it with the D. You put a little piece of paper on, mark it with the D. You schedule your pre, you schedule your pickup at declutter.diabetes.ca, and they come pick it up for free. Now you you said something about we've talked about the clothes, but I heard you say small appliances too. So what's what's included? So what's not included? You could do a toaster, small little lamps, uh, any little tchotchke little things. So I didn't know yeah, that. so and you just put it in a box, and you know, and be be mindful. Obviously, like don't like oh it's broken. I'm going to put it in there. No, we mm-hmm. you know Diabetes Canada doesn't want to repurpose that. Uh, but if there's stuff that's just not matching your decor, or maybe like you said, you're when you're renovating, you're like I need to get rid of mm-hmm. certain things, like even s- 
small floor lamps and things like that. They will come pick that up. Anything that can fit into a box for uh, a household uh, item, even microwaves. So Mm -hmm. think about the small appliances. I'm a small appliance junkie. So we have too many. Uh, I know. uh, Like I could go to Canadian Tire or whatever, name whatever big box store and grab small appliances, cake pop makers, waffle makers. Cake pop makers. I have three little ones. (laughs) (laughs) So so again, it's just declutter.diabetes.ca. You schedule your free home pickup and they come and pick up your clutter. And you can, if you like Marie Condoing, do it up. Spark joy. But if not, like if you're like me and you just like to declutter, then go for it. And it's a great thing to do in the winter when you're home anyway, because in the summer you're out. You don't want to be doing that. You're out. So you can get it done in the winter. And family Mm -hmm. weekend is coming up. So maybe you want to get the kids involved and get them to start decluttering. And I find with my kids, because when I go into the room to do it, they... They get anxious because mommy's touching their stuff, even at their ages. So they're seven, nine, and now 12, So or 12 to be <laughs> this coming week. But I'm like, let's go through the stuff. Let's give this away or pass it down to your sisters. And if we can't pass it down, let's give it to an organization that can help that can other help. people. Yeah. My daughters are were interesting when they were small. They're adults now. But when they were small, one was very neat and organized in her room. The other was terribly messy. Right? Oh. So the neat one was so disturbed by the messy one's room that she used to say, I will pay you $5 to let me clean up your room. And she'd get... Like, now that's a deal. Like, well, are you nuts? It's like you could have had her pay you. She probably would have paid you. She said, I don't care. It's like unnerved. Like, it just upsets me so much because they had, a, you know, a, a room that had a bathroom in the middle. Oh, the Jack and Jill take yeah. a room. So, well, and I know your crazy. daughter danced. So even uh, Diabetes Canada. I'm not telling you which one's the messy no, one. No, okay, don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but when it, so they'll take your dance. They'll take your hockey equipment. They'll take sports oh, cool. equipment, too. So wow. if there's things that you're like, hey, you know what? I we need to repurpose this. Anymore, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a great idea. My daughter, she, my daughter's very similar. She will sell her items to her sisters. That's what she she makes money that way, which is horrible. And, and but I'm like, on no, 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 no. We're on a hand me down. Yeah, I'm here, like, honey. what are we doing? No. And, then, and I'm like, that money is actually my money that's coming from another kind of chore. So really, yeah. I'm just paying. Yeah, the it children. Just goes, it just goes around in circles. Well, that's but just, I think the whole declutter cool. thing is a great idea. It's good. And however, whatever it, it takes to inspire you. Whether you want to spark joy or whether you just want to declutter. I mean, thank you, Marie Kondo, for getting people excited about this. And if you want to fold your underwear a certain way, that's great. I, I, I can't fold the underwear the way she's doing I know, no, it. I can't do that either. But but I think I think what I did find interesting is that I, you know, cleaned out actually a whole wardrobe area the other day. But it's behind doors. I feel better even though I can't see it. Really? Yeah, like I feel better that I know like, that if I open the cupboard, it will all be organized and it will look nice. But but somehow, even when the doors are closed, it's just the most bizarre thing. It's like I feel more relaxed in the yeah. room. Well, for my clothes, though, what I need is I need my sister to come from England, who is brutal. Uh, no, no. Bruce, she's, and she was like, no, 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 she's brutal. She, try it on. Looks like crap. Get rid of it. Makes your ass look huge. Get rid of it. No. Oh no, she's no, no, I no, need her. and she, no, can no. She come over. She's amazing. She'll go. That's warm. It's it's not even black anymore. It's like the dye's gone. To, to get rid of those pay. She goes through stuff, and there's less in the closet than there is in the pile. Let other people have a chance to wear this. Looks awful on you. Bad color. Bad. Who? 
Where? Why did you ever buy that? Why? Oh my gosh! Anyway, so it's all okay. Good. So we can all we need, fly her in? We all need one of those. Have a girlfriend that's brutal. Yeah. That's invite what, them over to declutter and, and get the kids and get the family involved. And, you know, and there's that meme that's going around that says, my husband didn't spark me joy, so I, I got rid of him. I got rid of him, too. <laughs> and, and the oh, treadmill and the oh, scale, <laughs> all those other things. It's declutter.diabetes.ca. Taylor Kay, thank you very much. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. I know where I'm gonna go I'm gonna pick my baby up And take her to the picture show And joining us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is film critic Anne Brody. And we have love-themed films for Valentine's Day coming up. But you say the standouts this week are actually bone-chilling thrillers, two of yes. them, starring a pair of manly men heartthrobs in yes. dire circumstances. Dire circumstances, indeed. If you watch either of these films, I swear to God you're going to be shivering. Mads Mikkelsen, who is my imaginary husband, mm-hmm. he plays a polar pilot who, whose plane crashes and the film opens after he realizes this is Arctic. He, Arctic. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And uh, so he has a few supplies and he has a lot of tricks and good common sense, but he's running out. So he decides to make a trek to a polar station, which is over two mountain ranges, and the winds are howling. It's so cold. So he decides to do this, and then a plane comes to rescue him. And crashes. So, oh. so he goes to the plane. He uh, takes the, the woman who's nearly dead, leaves another body there, <laughs> and decides to haul her as well to this polar station. So, you know, that's it. That's the plot. But the way this film is shot, the attention to detail, the, the, the gnawing 
cold and the environment that he's in, the wind's constantly at them. And I think they shot in this for a month. Um, and you really have to rely on your wisdom and skills and all of that. And you can just see his mind ticking over. It is just, I couldn't look away. It was better than any kind of, you know, narrative. It was just people stuck out in the, in the Arctic. What are they going to do? So, and oddly mm-hmm. enough, he stars in something called Polar coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so that, that would be confusing. Um, <laughs> now, Liam Neeson is in the next film we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. All the, the well, cold he's dealing pursuit, with his but own yeah, he's got crisis. major problems. He sure does. Uh, Maybe career affecting. So, so, and they took him off the red carpet for the the the, the premiere of the film. It a reduced red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Limited. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> Limited. Anyway, you know, he should never have said that. No. No. Um, no. But anyway, he is also out in the wilderness. He's a snowplow driver. And his job requires just the same kind of common sense and um, in, uh, intuitiveness and resourcefulness that, that Mads, my honey's job, required. Now, his son is found dead of a drug overdose. He knows that his son never used drugs. So he he figures it out, and it was a local drug cartel. He decides to get in his snowplow and kill every last one of them. <laughs> it This is revenge and a half. So it's based on the, uh, a Norwegian film called In Order of Disappearance, far superior movie than this, mm. by the same director. So what they do, what he does is he goes and he he kills one, and each one sort of mounting artistry to it, cruel artistry. It's uh, quite a stunning concept, and by all means, see, in order of disappearance, I might want to give this one a a push had I not seen it. Oh, okay. What about uh, The Prodigy? Yeah. Colm Fior, who's, who's going to be on the website soon plays a psychiatrist with a specialty in reincarnation, he must look really? after this little boy. Okay. That's quite the specialty. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, you know, they say in the film that okay. two-thirds of the world accepts reincarnation. We don't. Well, I still don't. But anyway, a little boy is born, and he's like David Bowie. He's got one blue eye, one brown eye. And this is a signifier somehow that he's evil. <laughs> It's it's so corny. And he looks at the camera and half his face is a skull. It's just a funny meme, crazy meme. Um, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. she plays the mother and she realizes that the son's evil. So, you know, it's it's typical horror, but Colm gives it a bit of dignity. Okay, what about 52 Words for Love? Is this is this, is this good for Valentine's Day? I guess so. Uh-oh. Oh, no. really? It's a whole bunch of episodic little slices of life crammed together. And the basic question is, what is love? There's no answer to that. Is so it, these, isn't this from, wasn't this from Toronto? This, yeah. Okay. And you see Toronto everywhere in it. It's fantastic in that regard. It's like a it's like a tourist film. Mm-hmm. So you know that definitely is worth seeing. I'm not sure about it. It's on demand on Valentine's Day. Multitude, huge cast, all kinds of people giving their thoughts. Uh, actors, non-actors. I mean, it has its moments, but you know they're trying to answer questions that are unanswerable. Okay. And what else have we got? Hale County. This yeah. morning, yeah, this yeah, evening. Yeah. What's that? Yes, yes. Big buzz about that in the States. It opened. It had a limited opening in the theaters uh, 
critically acclaimed. It's up for the Best Documentary um, Oscar Award, and it's on PBS this weekend. Okay. So it's a slice of life, sort of cinema verite around this village in what's known as the Black Belt in Alabama. All the guys, all the, the young men ride around on horses. It's so strange. They're in deep poverty. So what you're seeing is little bits and pieces of people's lives, and it's so incredibly moving. You see, it has everything that the previous film lacked. Um, it didn't try to tell you what to think. It just showed you what there was. There's no narration, no nothing like that. There is one acted sequence, though, of a, a black man in blackface, and it's black and white in front of a mansion, and uh, he tells us why the reason is so poor. All right, Annie. Thank you very much. Yes, and you'll have everything up on our website. Including Colm. Yes. This is 105.9 The Region. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. Joining us now is travel expert Candace Sampson from lifeinpleasantville.com. And uh, today Candace is here to discuss the islands of Tahiti. Mm-hmm. And two words you never thought you'd hear with it, budget and families. Yes. Welcome. Hi, how are you? On this auspicious day. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, So, you know, when people think of the islands of Tahiti, they typically think expensive and expensive. Expensive, romantic, honeymoon. Yes, and and sort of trip of a lifetime. Yeah, and that's absolutely, well, it is a trip of a lifetime. Let's not, you know, it definitely is, but it can be done on a budget and is a great, great trip for families. Really? I just got back from, um, I was there with my two daughters uh, in the beginning of January. We had a wonderful time. And so I wanted to share some of the the things that I learned on this trip about going to Tahiti and and staying within a budget. So one of the things was getting there. Uh, Until May, there was really only, you know, there weren't really a lot of options to get to Tahiti. But now there's a new low-cost air carrier called French Bee that flies directly out of San Francisco. So if you can get a direct flight from um, Toronto to San Francisco, then you can get the low-cost air carrier from there to Tahiti. Wow. Yeah, so it's great. So I would say, though, um, just word of warning, to build in a little bit of a buffer time if you're traveling in the winter uh, so that you don't miss your flight in San Francisco. Exactly. Uh, which is what we did. <laughs> did you? Oh. <laughs> so because we had it, uh, so I would say build in a couple of days and actually take in San Francisco because San Francisco is is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know with weather what, you know, if, what delays you could experience. So just build in some buffer time there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> where to stay? So the islands of Tahiti are really big on family uh, guest houses or what they call pensions. And so we stayed at one in Tahiti called Marama Lodge. And it was um, a husband and wife and their five children. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in their house for three days. And it cost us $500 for the three days. For three of you? Yeah. And that included our meals. Our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's unbelievable. And it was abs- And their son is actually training to be a chef, so the food was exceptional. And it was just, you know, at first it felt, it felt a little weird because we were staying in somebody's house and it wasn't like an Airbnb. Um, but by the time we left, I felt like we'd really made some great friends because uh, we got and to so know you, them. Yeah, and so you get to know a little bit of the culture, exactly. and you f- you feel like you're part of. It's not just yeah. you as a tourist. Exactly. And then another place we stayed in Maria was um, the Lina Riva uh, Resort, and these are just little cottages that sit overlooking the water, and um, they have kitchens. 
so you can actually make your own meals as opposed to going out all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want, they have a restaurant on site, but, you know, stock your kitchen. Uh, they have bikes there that you can grab for free. You can take a ride down to the market and get what you need and, and cook, cook while you're there. So that's a great way to save money. Um, and then in Taha, uh, we stayed at the Fair Pia Edi, which is a six bungalow resort. Ooh. And it was sort of mid-range in pricing, uh, but absolutely stunning. And they have a boat that takes you out to one of the most beautiful coral gardens I have ever seen in my life. Absolutely breathtaking. So it's sort of one of those things you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. Um So the thing I would tell people to uh, is for sort of getting around. There are 118 islands uh, in the islands of Tahiti. I didn't know that. Right. I think people think it's just Tahiti. Yes, I know. It's actually the islands of Tahiti. So there's a lot of islands. And you typically don't go to one and just stay. You go and you hop around. So save your pennies because that is where you're going to have to. You're there's not a lot of options for getting right. between the islands. So that's, that's where they where, have you. That's where that's where you're going to want to save right. your money is getting between the islands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not like for us. I think Canadians are so used to booking a trip. It includes the flight. It's the hotel. It's right. all your meals. That's not really what's going to happen. You're not going to find all, a lot of all inclusives in Tahiti. So. Uh, and obviously, because you're going to different islands, it could be a little bit overwhelming. So I would say go to the TahitiTourism.ca website. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. And, and look around. And and, um, and then what you can actually do is you can reach out. They have Tahiti specialists really? in, in your area who will help you plan and book your trip and keep you within the budget. That because everybody at. has different interests. Some people want to scuba dive. Some people want right. to, you know, go yeah. on a boat boat tours or whatever. Absolutely. What is there to do? I mean, so, I guess well, So that's what I was just going to say. You know, so f- for families, uh, you know, uh, it, it, there's no roller coasters. There's no big, huge water parks. There's no fluffy animals walking around sunning, you know, things for you. Uh, so it's not that kind of holiday. But what it is, is it's absolutely stunning nature and a lot of outdoor activities. So we did zip lining. Uh, which was a lot of fun. We did snorkeling. We swam with dolphins. We got up close with stingrays in the water who were like swimming right up on us. Uh, You know, uh, and then we also did um, avaha. So that's the uh, Tahiti, uh, Tahitian canoe. Oh. You've seen them, right? You've seen yeah, the movie Moana? Yes. Okay. I am telling you, I never sang the song How Far I'll Go more in my life <laughs> than we were there, especially when we were in the Vaha, because, you know, see the line where the sky meets the sea? We did that. We actually went out and there was a little, you know, you're going towards it and there's these huge waves coming at you. And the guy can see it. He goes, okay, there's the break we're going to go through. And, you know, you're terrified thinking, uh, uh, we're, well, we, we're going to go we over. We may not make it. But the closer you get, that you could literally see this break, and it's crazy waves all around you, but nice and calm as you go through is one of the most amazing things. It was really fun. And so for families, there's just a ton of activities to do like that. That yes. sounds great. Is it something you'd do again? Absolutely. Absolutely. With 118 islands, I mean... Yeah, I want to see more. If you only saw three or four or five. (laughs) I'd like to see at least four or five more. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great place. So So, I would say tahititourism.ca to plan your trip. And and, and, uh, Life in Pleasantville, there'll be some uh, posts going up uh, about traveling with family and doing it on a budget. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back.
Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. <sighs> Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Dr. Andra Campanelli. She is a naturopathic doctor and hormone expert who is here today to talk about a digestive health. National Poop Day, of course, and to tell us what's normal and what's not. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so I, I know they have pretty much a national day for everything. I was quite surprised. National Poop Day was, thing. was on Monday. I was like, really? And well, it's, How did we miss that? I don't know. It's an embarrassing uh, topic to talk about for many people, but it's a great reminder about the importance of digestive health. It's true. And it's some people are very uncomfortable at the topic. So that's actually why I do love that day. It just brings awareness to digestive health overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some people try and ignore that or they're a bit squeamish. So I like it for that to sort of bring attention back to the importance of our digestion overall. Okay. Oh, I don't even want to say this. <laughs> We're going to ask you, what does your stool say about you or what can your stool can say about you? you? Mm-hmm. So it's such a great question because it says so much. I ask every patient, you know, what does it look like, the color, consistency? And so people are a little hesitant initially to offer up that information. But once they get going, they're very open about it. Um, But it tells me a lot. It tells me about if you're digesting food. It tells me your liver and gallbladder health. The color of your stool can tell me if you're able to break down fats or not, what's happening with your digestion overall. Um, Could you have some kind of inflammatory bowel condition if you have, you know, diarrhea or constipation or things like that? So it gives me a lot of clues about what's going on internally and if there are other conditions we really need to be investigating. Well, it would seem to me it's quite a puzzle because we've heard before that Mm -hmm. no two people are the same and what's normal for you is not normal for me and may not be normal for Kate. Mm -hmm. So um, then you have to figure out what's normal and now... Now I get the description, and now I have to figure out where you're off base or not. Exactly. There is a bit of a standard, so I want people to fall under a certain umbrella. If you have really loose stool every day or multiple times a day, that's not normal, you know, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. normal. So that's something I would want to try and fix. If you're going every three or four days and you're not passing stool regularly, that's not normal. And I have patients who think it's normal to go once every five days. They didn't know that they were supposed to be going daily. So I want patients going every day. Sometimes, and then, I, I, yeah, I thought sometimes people said twice a day is is actually exactly. normal. Anywhere from one to three times a day is really? normal. Really? Mm-hmm. Anywhere from one to three times a day, but every day. But every day. And you just want it to be formed and sort of a long stool. The Bristol stool chart is a great reference. I was going to say, there is a stool chart. You can Google. Oh, my. Exactly. Well, one uh, uh, nutritionist that we uh, went to to once had um, models. 
Exactly. Like, does it look like this or does it look like this? this. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it helps us to figure out what's going on. So there is actually a norm and there's a standard that we're looking for. And then if you don't sort of fall into a certain category, then we know we have to dig a little deeper, find out what's going on, Mm -hmm. um, and then try and address other health concerns. And the gut is connected to so many things. It's considered our second brain, our immune system stems from our gut. Um, Our second brain. Yes. So because so much comes from the digestive tract. So, for example, mental health can be connected to the gut. So there's a lot of research looking at the gut brain connection right now because we make neurotransmitters, which are chemical messengers in the brain. Mm -hmm. We make our serotonin, for example, most of that is made in the gut. So there's a large link to anxiety and gut health because serotonin can often be imbalanced for people who suffer from anxiety. Um, even weight loss is connected to the gut bacteria. So if you have too much of the wrong bacteria, you don't lose weight effectively. So a lot of people who have plateaued, I want to know what's happening with their gut because it could be that the gut bacteria is off and it's impeding their weight loss goals. So there's so there are so many things that stem from our gut. It's really important that people talk about it and try and address it. Well, most people I know think if there's a problem with their gut, they're just going to take probiotics and everything will be sorted <laughs> out. And obviously that's not the case. No, it's true. That's not all because some people, probiotics are great. I am a supporter of probiotic, but but it's true. That doesn't fix all of your gut problems, especially if you have, you know, a lot of people have celiac disease, for example. You know, A lot of men with low iron, mm-hmm. um, I'm always checking them for celiac disease because they're not clearly absorbing nutrients or people who might have leaky gut, which is when the um, cells in your gut sort of become inflamed and they, they're not as tight as they should be. So things come into the gut that shouldn't, things move out of the gut that shouldn't, and that can't be fixed with just a probiotic. There's a lot more you need to do to heal the gut if that's what you're dealing with as well. What's the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic? So a probiotic, you're giving yourself bacteria, sort of the bacteria that we want to see in our gut. A prebiotic is encouraging your body's production of bacteria in the gut. So there are some probiotics that contain pre, or some products, sorry, that'll contain a prebiotic and a probiotic. So they're giving you some gut, the bacteria and encouraging the body's production of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't always want that. Sometimes, for example, if people have something called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which means they have an overgrowth of bacteria in the gut that we don't really want there. Mm-hmm. Prebiotics aren't, and actually probiotics aren't really the best option for them. So it's very, there is actually, um, it is quite difficult for people if they just sort of on their own think, oh, I'm, I'm having digestive issues. I'll just grab this probiotic off the shelf and I'll be fine. It's a bit more involved than that. So it's always helpful to find somebody who can get you on the right track. All right. So do you have any tips for everyone to to help keep our digestion healthy? Healthy, definitely. Um, Probiotics are great just in general. So they are great. Um, I really like bone broth and, um, and bone broth is great for sort of bringing inflammation down in the gut healing that gut lining if someone thinks they might have that leaky gut that we were Mm -hmm. talking about. So I really like bone broth. 
Uh, if people are finding they're not regular, they're not going every day, making sure that you're getting a lot of fiber. But I like fiber in the healthy fats, so avocado, um, your nuts and your seeds. And then even things like magnesium, for example. Magnesium before bed is very relaxing. For, so for people who really aren't going every day, mm-hmm. taking magnesium before bed can help keep you regular and make sure that you're going in the morning when you wake it up. It also helps you sleep. And it, it mm-hmm. helps you sleep, exactly, which most people also aren't doing. <laughs> So. Yes, no. I've, I have a terrible time sleeping mm. these days. Well, it's not that I have a terrible time sleeping. I just cannot sleep longer than five and a half hours. Right. It doesn't matter how late I go to mm. bed or to try to like break that five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Wide awake. Wide awake. That's a lot of people. So maybe the magnesium will help. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, did, I did take magnesium and <laughs> right. then I found it was giving me, I, it was helping, helping, helping my digestive <laughs> system. <laughs> so how much uh, do horm- hormones have oh, to yeah. do with this because I know mm-hmm. that people say, well, you know, I'm in the middle of menopause, so everything's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not digesting, I'm bloated, I'm this, I'm that. So mm-hmm. that's the reason. Is it the reason? Some- hormones actually do play a big role in our digestive health and specifically thyroid hormone. Uh, and thyroid hormone is also connected to our sex hormones, so our especially estrogen. Um, but the thyroid, so example of somebody suffering from hypothyroidism, meaning an underactive thyroid gland, so you're not making enough of those thyroid hormones, those are people who often suffer from constipation. And then if you're on the reverse where your thyroid is overactive, your digestive tract can be a little bit overactive as well. So they might go the opposite way and be experiencing diarrhea. So absolutely our hormones play a role. And for some people, um, if they have an autoimmune thyroid condition, Um, like Hashimoto's or something like that, then constipation is quite common. And for those people, they might have been constipated for years or most of their life. And then fixing their hormones and getting some thyroid hormone back actually addresses the gut, which they didn't realize was connected. Very briefly, should everyone go and just have a checkup just in case, just so you know what your base is? Uh, You've got somebody saying you're good. And if anything changes, let me know, like you do with a physical. Absolutely. I think everyone should be, even if you feel well and healthy, I think at least once a year, you need to go and check in, get your hormones checked, you know, talk about your digestion, what is changing. You know, all of those things are so important. So I really encourage people to every year at the at the very least to make sure they're going in for a check in because you want to optimize your health. You don't want to go in when you're sick mm-hmm. if you feel well. Ideally, you want to stay well. So it's actually the best time to go. So where can people go to learn more? Um, So you can find me at at, at, uh, Dr. Andy with an I-N-D or drandynd.com. Excellent. Well, thank you uh, very much. And mm-hmm. we will we will all be perfect by the time the next National Poop Day <laughs> rolls around. Or we'll try. <laughs> well, thanks for having okay. me. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. listening to is You Were Right, the new single by Toronto-based singer-songwriter Gabriella Geneva. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me. Now, you were born in Bulgaria, moved to England when you were just nine years old, and then to Vancouver (laughs) at the age of 15. How did you get started in the industry? Professionally, it wasn't until we came to Canada that it really was even a possibility for me to pursue music because up until then, you know, in Bulgaria and in England, we just didn't have the, the, the resources and the opportunities and the connections that you might need to, to be able to do something like this. And then it wasn't until, yeah, until we came to, to Vancouver, um, I joined a pop punk band in high school, actually. So that was really fun. I was in it for three years, and it really felt like it was something that, I mean, of course, it's never been just a hobby, but it felt like I could do this. Mm. So professionally, I think that's when it started. And then I uh, became a solo artist and really full force sort of went Was for that it. hard? Uh, you know, when you're with a band and you have those relationships and you sort of uh, bounce ideas musically off one another mm. and then to sort of say, okay, I'm doing this on my own. You know, there's pros and cons. Um, being in the band, there's a lot that I love collaborating. So mm-hmm. it was really nice. And I like when everyone's on stage and we're playing off of each other and all that. But in terms of making music there is a lot of compromise that had to happen because uh, most people in the band we had to you know, everyone wanted like a little bit of a say in the genre mm-hmm. um some bands aren't like that but um so now that i'm solo i get to like really make exactly but you're still col- collaborating because the single mm-hmm. you were right um was co-written and recorded with shoba and rob wells who they've worked with selena gomez justin bieber nelly Furtado, to mm-hmm. name a few so that must have been quite an experience that was it was amazing i we did the first writing session and I couldn't believe I was in the room, to be honest. I couldn't believe that I was in the room with these people um, because they collectively had written so many of the songs that I sort of grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. And to be in the room with the people that wrote those songs, I was like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Am I here? Am I? Pinch me. <laughs> what's happening? So what's next for you? I'm working on the EP. Um, since moving to Toronto, I've just been writing a whole bunch and collaborating and um, there's a lot that I want to show. So I, it felt like this was the right reintroduction, this mm-hmm. song. Um, but there's a lot more, so I'm really excited. And where where can people find you on social media? Because I know it's hard to get your own name these days, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. I would just say GabriellaGeneva.com. That's the easiest way, and you can yeah, get to everything else exactly. through there. GabriellaGeneva.com. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you for having me. And that is it for What She Said Today. We will be back again tomorrow at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. And singing us out now in our live studio sessions is Gabriella Geneva performing You Were Right. I'll always remember that night when you told me You didn't have a leash that could hold me Like you owned me Wanted me to sit by your side like a showpiece Sounded like you wanted a trophy 
but I got my own thing. I'm too difficult, I'm too wild and unpredictable. Yes, I am. Thanks for noticing. So untamed, you said. So undomesticated, yes, I am. Like it's a bad thing. Cause I like all my crazy, I like my crazy, yeah. Try, but you can't make me. No, you can't make me, yeah. You can't do my life. Cause it's much too bright. Turns out you were right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll never forget the time when I questioned, doubted who I was for a second. Just for a second. You try to tell me my flaws, but all you were doing was pointing out my perfections. I'm glad I listened. Cause I'm too difficult, I'm too wild and unpredictable. Yes, I am. Thanks for noticing. So untamed, you said. So undomesticated, yes, I am. Like it's a bad thing Cause I like all my crazy I like my crazy, yeah Try but you can't make me No, you can't make me, yeah You can't do my life Cause it's much too bright Turns out you were right Oh yeah, 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 yeah Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. 
and we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.